Hi, my name is Natalie Orofici, and I'm delighted to welcome you to the Women in Scripture podcast. This podcast has been inspired by the God Who Speaks campaign. I will be inviting lots of different women to come and speak about the women in the Bible who inspire them and who speak to their hearts today. Today I am joined by Jenny Pilkington. So welcome Jenny, do you want to introduce yourself? Thank you Natalie, it's very kind of you to ask me to speak today. Uh, Yeah, my name is Jenny and I'm from the very south of the diocese in Tame, St Joseph's Church Tame. I'm a a mother and a wife and a grandmother and uh, recently decided to take early retirement which coincided with lockdown. So I've been very, very busy during lockdown and very active in the parish. Thank you for joining us. Which woman from the Bible have you chosen? I There were so many, and obviously Our Lady is one of the, the role models that I try. I don't always succeed, and definitely don't succeed to follow her, but Lydia was the one that I decided on. And Lydia is one of those kind of blink-and-you-miss-it moments because there's just a couple of verses, really, in Acts about her. She's always been somebody that I've thought about and wondered about. It's almost been an intriguing thought rather than an inspiring inspiring thought, if that makes sense. And it's very exciting for you to highlight a woman who's there in a blink and you miss that. So what is attractive about Lydia to you? Well, I think it's the fact that after 2000 years, she's still very much part of our, our church history. I mean, I expect, you know, most people wouldn't remember this and I had to research it, but her story is told every year in the sixth week of Easter. And so, so somebody at some point decided that she was somebody that we needed to have is an important person that we needed to to have reminding and to listen to her story and understand what was important about Lydia it was um, been really great to sort of research and try and understand what Lydia brought to the church at that point but also still continues to bring to the church today I also, 16 years ago, was very fortunate that I was able to do a journey around Greece and Turkey following in the footsteps of St Paul's second journey. And so I found myself in Lydia, standing at the side of that uh, river, which they call the Mini Jordan there. And I just stood there and it was a very profound moment for me because it didn't make any sense to me why this place had become such a a shrine, such a a wonderful place to go and visit. And there were hundreds of people there and this wonderful great big church as well. But I just stood on the side of the river and thought about her being baptised there by Paul. And yeah, it had a a sort of a profound feeling. I've had a profound feeling inside and uh, it moved me very, very much. I found it very emotional standing on the side of that river at hopefully somewhere on the same spot that Lydia was at the same time. So... I've missed Lydia. I don't know where she is. If you could reveal a little bit of Lydia's story. Would it be helpful if I just read a couple of verses from Acts? Yes, that would be lovely. So she appears in Acts and it's Acts chapter 16 and it's verse 11 to 15. Sailing from Troas, we made a straight run for Samothrace. The next day for Neapolis and from there from Philippi a Roman colony and the principal city of that particular district of Macedonia. After a few days in the city, we went along the river outside the gates as it was the Sabbath and this was a customary place for prayer. We sat down and preached to the women who had come to the meeting. One of these women was called Lydia, a devout woman from the town of Thyatira. 
who was in the purple dye trade. She listened to us and the Lord opened her heart to accept what Paul was saying. After she and her household had been baptised, she sent us an invitation. If you really think me a true believer in the Lord, she said, come and stay with us. And she would take no refusal. So it's only a few lines, but it's really intriguing quite a lot of that. And as I, as you very kindly asked me to, to, to talk about Lydia, I started to research and wonder what she was doing there. It was quite some way from Philippi. It was on the outskirts and outside the gates, uh, which I think scholars have said that because there was no synagogue, then clearly Lydia was, was a Jew and or a convert to Ju Judaism and was meeting there with the other women as it was a Sabbath. And Paul and Timothy and Silas all went out to the gates because that's where the Jews were gathering. So that was very interesting as well because it showed how faithful she was, how devout, how easy it could have been not to go uh, turn up there. Um, so that was that was the first thing that struck me, how faithful she was and devout that she was. The second thing was that it was mentioning about her being a, a trader in the purple dye cloth. And again, very unusual at that time for a woman to be running her own business effectively, which is what she was doing. And she wasn't from that area. She was from somewhere else. And so she'd clearly come there. There's no mention of a husband, so we're assuming she was a widow. But she had a lot of people around her and they could have been her employees or her servants or whatever. So that makes me think she was quite successful at running her own business. And the other thing that struck me was that she listened. She listened to Paul. She could have not listened to Paul, but something moved her. The Holy Spirit moved her or she was faithful to listening to what God was saying to her. So she listened to Paul and the Lord opened her heart and then she accepted Paul. And I think that's a really good lesson for us all to be listening, but then to be open and then to accept, to give our fiat to say yes. And it just reminded me of something that I heard the other day, that actually, um, I think the root word of listening in Hebrew and ancient Greek means to be obedient as well. So that beautiful how listening to Paul but then being obedient what the spirit was going to be asking of her to do so that just really struck me when you spoke and then on top of that of course she then obviously was humble because she says if you really think me a true believer and that has kind of resonances with um the centurion's story and lord if you and cornelius's story which is also in acts further on showing that humility to the lord if you really do think that i am a believer then please come come into me or come to my house. And that's what Lydia then said, if you really think me a true believer in the law, come and stay with us. And she would take no refusal. From some of the research I've done, I see that Paul never really stayed with anybody. He liked to be completely independent. And so this was very, very unusual that he he went, he'd take, she would take no refusal. So clearly she was someone who was a welcomer, an encourager, and had the gift of hospitality. And also she was um, she was evangelist because she converted her whole household. She, she made the Lord known to the rest of the people in her household, whoever they were. So a lot of that resonates with my kind of journey as well uh, and some of the things I've tried to do over the years. So even though it's just such a short, tiny passage, it really moved me and really spoke to me in quite a, a many ways.
Now, it's such a, a powerful story, and probably that's one of the reasons why we have it every single year. But why would you say that Lydia is still relevant today? What could we learn from Lydia and her response today? I think some of those things that I just said, you know, that being open to hearing the Lord speaking, listening and listening through the scriptures. So finding, spending some time just listening to what the Lord wants to say to you through the scriptures. We have such wonderful opportunity every day. I'm very fortunate to be able to go to Mass nearly every day, but to be able to hear the scriptures and to meditate and pray upon them. We also have Bible study once a week in our parish as well. So that's been really helpful for us during lockdown. I think the other thing is that she she listened, she understood, she received it before she was baptised. So that can that can be important for us as well, to just open our hearts, I think. I also understand she was actually possibly the first convert in Europe. So I think that's one of the reasons why she's so popular. And clearly, with her gifts of hospitality, she was able to run a home church or keep a church going because Paul, after he was released from prison a bit further on in Acts, he then goes back and stays with her. So not only did he stay once, he stayed twice, which again, as I say, was very unusual. So she must have had that great gift, which we can all aspire to, of being welcoming and encouraging those that we're walking with in, that, in our journey of faith. Yes, and she must have made Paul feel really comfortable because... Like you've highlighted, he didn't really stay with people. So not only to be polite in her insistence of saying the first time, but to be able to feel relaxed enough to go back. Well, it's a persistent window, isn't it? So keep persevering. You know, she it's just one little phrase, but it says, and she would take no refusal. <laughs> so I think we can learn from that as well today. It's easy to get... Not despair, that's too strong a word, but it's easy to sort of lose hope in what you think the Lord is asking you to do. And I think perseverance and strength to keep on in our daily lives, in our family situations, but also in our desire to walk with the Lord in our own prayer needs and, and just keep going, keep going, keep going and keep trusting in the Lord. Take no refusal. Absolutely. Perseverance is really, imp really important and it's so easy just to give up. Or, like you said, highlighted Lydia was obviously a great evangelist because she converted her whole household. And often it's easy to talk ourselves out or assume that people don't want to hear because we know that we know them so well and they don't they don't want to hear. So instead of persevering in a loving and welcoming manner, not to browbeat people, but instead of persevering, we can talk ourselves out. So she is a great example. And I think that's where people sometimes fearful of, of the word evangelization, isn't it? Because they fear that they're going to have to stand there and persuade somebody to do something, whether it's to join into a, a rosary group or whether it's to, you know, believe firmly in Jesus. But it's not that. It's a, it's being an encourager. It's about being hospitable, but also the, the gifts of humility as well. And then journeying with that person so she, she kept that church going. She welcomed people into it. And when Paul comes back out of prison, a few, you know, a few uh, more verses on verse 40, it says from from the prison, they went to Lydia's house where they saw all the brothers and gave them encouragement. And then they left. So she'd already taken those people with her and probably grown and invited others in as well. And so Paul then left that church growing there in that the first church in Philippi, if you like, outside, mm. outside of the of the gates of the walls of Philippi. So And it's beautiful to think that she invited people into her home to pray 
Yeah. You know, it was the first church, but also I've seen lots of references to Lydia having her little prayer groups and the importance of being together and praying with each other. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. And offering that spiritual support and praying together, as you say, most important. Yeah. So is there anything else that you would like to highlight or any kind of reflections you have to leave all this with? I just keep remembering in my mind, you know, the picture of being there and, and yeah, it, it's just very uplifting for me personally. And I hope that others can find their own uplifting moments uh, or their own revelation, if you like, through whatever it is. It doesn't, you don't have to go all the way to Turkey or to Greece to, to find these, but just through opening the word of God. And I would, I would invite everybody and, and encourage everybody to spend time looking at the scriptures that is excellent advice and i would encourage all our listeners as well to go and get to know Lydia a little bit better because you've heard her read by jenny here but the reference is lydia act 16 11 to 15 so go and spend some time with lydia and find some encouragement and listen to what the lord wants to say through her so thank you very very much jenny Thank you very much for listening to the Women in Scripture podcast with me, Nasli Ovafici. If you would like to have some extra reading and resources, then go to the Archdiocese of Birmingham website and look at the Women in Scripture podcast page. To enjoy hearing more of the Women in Scripture podcast, then please do subscribe to the podcast on either Spotify, iTunes or SoundCloud. I hope you can join us next time. Thank you.